This is Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly podcast that provides extensive coverage and in-depth analysis of Jay Uso's moods. Each week, we also talk about Raw, SmackDown, and pay-per-views. And yes, it will be pay-per-views because no one can make us say premium live event. I am Abigail. I'm joined by my good friend Jillian, and we're so happy that you decided to join us. Jillian, how are you? Woo! I'm feeling good. I I... I think you're 100% right. I don't think I'll ever remember a premium live event. You're better than I am about it, but it is tough. Yeah, it's a pay-per-view. It's tough. It's a pay-per-view. Um, but you know what you don't have to pay to watch? SmackDown. Do you want to talk about SmackDown? I do want to talk about SmackDown. I mean, I guess you, you have to pay to watch SmackDown one way or another, but... Yeah, I mean, technically I pay to watch SmackDown. I have Hulu like... Live, so I pay a lot of money to watch SmackDown. <laughs> It's as close to free 99 as we're going to get. Um, Hulu, sponsor so, us. That would be nice, wouldn't it? I'd expect on, on Friday, we start things off with Solo Sokoa and uh, Paul Heyman in the ring on SmackDown. And at first we think that it's the Usos interrupting, but it's not. It's just Jay. Just Jay. Um, how do you think Jay's doing? So I loved his, the energy he brought. Like mm -hmm. I freaking loved when he like yelled at solo and was like, this is not stuff you do to your big brother. I love this. So much. <laughs> I don't know why it was just like, finally, somebody's fucking talking to solo. Yes. Um, I think Jay's having a hard time. I think. Jay has been in crisis and Jay will continue <laughs> to be in crisis. Although when he was like, I let a lot of things slide. I was like, what did you let slide? I know. You're so angry. What did you let slide? <laughs> I know. I know exactly what is rolling off your back, sir. So, you know, Paul Heyman does what he does almost immediately. He's like, oh, I mean, it's not your fault. It's not solo fault. It's Jimmy's fault. Jimmy is the bad guy. Um, do you think, well, let me take a step back. He also makes some promises that, you know, everything that's been happening, it's not a big deal because Roman wants to groom Jay to be the next tribal chief. There was so much grooming talk. I was just like so distracted by all of the grooming. I was just really, <laughs> like, I know that to groom someone for a position is a totally normal thing, but like in the popular culture, grooming has become like kind of a buzzword uh yes so it's like all i can think of but i mean it's i was just like side-eyeing all of it of course right because like what yes. a pile of horse shit it was bombastic side-eye it was criminally <laughs> offensive side-eye um <laughs> i all right. Obviously, we don't believe that Jay is next in line for a big promotion to junior tribal chief. But like character Jay Uso in this moment, what do you, what do you think? Where is his head at? I think that Jay is still very look, Jay is still very much a person who has been abused for a long time, but Amen. still is like oh maybe this time they've changed yeah from someone who knows <laughs> let me say they haven't changed but jay's still like maybe so he's gonna buy into it for a minute right like yes yes it's really sad 
And and Heyman is really good at offering what Jay wants, right? Like everybody's going to get back together and you're <laughs> going to be important and he's yep. not going to call you twin anymore. He's going to call you by your name and it's going to be so good. Did he say that? No, I made that part up. Oh. <laughs> it's like that would have been incredible. <laughs> would have been a really good bargaining chip though. I thought it but... was pretty I thought it was pretty hardcore when Paul was just like, the Usos aren't a tag team anymore. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I, I don't was, know. That felt devastating. I was so angry. I turned to my husband. I was like, that's not accurate. <laughs> that's Say not true. Not true. <laughs> Take it back, Paul. Yeah, it was rough. So coming out of this, we know that, you know, there's this olive branch that's been extend extended, not extended. And Jay is going to get a shot at Austin Theory. Oh, man. I was so excited about this. <laughs> Truly thrilling moment. Yes. Like, I, I was like, okay, all right. Get to see Jay wrestle on his own. That's fun. Get to see him mm -hmm. beat the shit out of Austin Theory. That's even more fun. Like, in just that one moment, I was swept up. I'm like, you're going to beat Austin Theory. Yes. You're going to be the United States champion. Yes. You're going to be the tribal chief. It's going to be amazing, Jay. Let's do this. And I was like, wait. I was just caught up in Paul Heyman's scam. Shit. <laughs> My brain was like, Jay's going to win the championship. And then Roman's going to challenge him for it. And then Roman's going to be the U.S. <laughs> champion. Accurate. Much so. more accurate. I also... I don't know about you, but listening to this, I'm like, should Jay be the tribal chief? Should Jay be the chief of no. anything? Like sometimes I don't think Jay should be the chief operating officer of Jay Uso, let alone anyone else. I just feel like the Usos do better off on their own with like mm -hmm. family supporting them from the sidelines, not as this like unit. Yes. They need to see each other once a year at Christmas, I think. Yeah, like when it's still, it's like nice. It's still a novelty. Mm -hmm. It's small talk. They don't get into the, you know, politics of what's happening on the island of relevancy. <laughs> it's just, you know, cranberries and hot toddies. That sounds really nice. You so know. we leave We leave this. Jay says yes to the title shot, but he's not going to shake hands with Paul Heyman. <laughs> So much. I'll it get was that really delightful. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, this is going to continue throughout the night. Unsurprisingly, we're going to return to this. But yeah. immediately after, we go into something completely different. We have a Money in the Bank qualifying match between Santos Escobar with his guy Rey Mysterio versus Mustafa Ali, and of course, the highlight of this match for me, even though this was you know very good wrestling, was Los Angeles Night. I know that was really exciting. I think Wade's head was going to explode because Los Angeles was sitting right next to him. <laughs> he was such a pick me during this match. I'm like, stop <laughs> it. Have some dignity. Stop it. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. Did you see, um, did you see the ref's face when LA came in? Like, did you see her face? Mm -hmm. She was so mm -hmm. disgusted. <laughs> like, she had this look on her face. Like, Somebody had just farted the biggest fart directly into her mouth. It was amazing. I mean, 
Later, Wade lets us know that London adores Knight, but it sounds like the refs, they don't. They absolutely no. don't. It's <sighs> so funny because, like, everybody loves L.A. Knight, like the crowd. I mean, he's very over, but, like, nothing good is happening with him. No. <laughs> like, what's going on? L.A. Knight has him a classic Jeff Hardy situation. He's over oh, AF, and it does not matter. <laughs> It absolutely does not matter. That man is selling t-shirts. He's yelling catchphrases. He's doing the most. And dad's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we need to act on this. It doesn't seem important. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Like, do you need like a, like a grassroots campaign to get, to get going, dad? I mean, let's let, dear dad, please tell us the top three things we can do to get LA Knight some more time, some more something, because he deserves it. I think we have to start a GoFundMe for a bribe. Ooh. That's my guess. Mm -hmm. What do you think is like the lowest amount dad's willing to take? You know what? I think if uh, we appeal to his good nature and a sense of humor, probably a cool 25K. <laughs> All right, Hulu, I need you to come through with that sponsorship. <laughs> and uh, if you donate... I don't know what we'd give people. I mean, because you got to give people something when they donate, right? Or is that Kickstarter? Am I getting these confused? Uh, that's Kickstarter. <laughs> but I mean, are, isn't what we're doing more Kickstarter adjacent? I have no I mean, idea how I to mean, do this. Kind of. I guess, though, that we could just do ads for Hulu. Fair. That might be the best bet. That's just our labor. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know about you. For me, I kind of wish this match had gone on a little longer because it was really good um santos gets the yeah. win were you surprised by that nope um no? i think we're back to mustafa just being like a novelty like i feel like they trotted him out in saudi arabia mm -hmm. and never had any intent to go anywhere with him and now that we're back on you know american television whatever it's just like bye mustafa I'm curious to see what will happen because the last time I, I saw him other than this, he was down in NXT. So he's one of the people who's doing some stuff in NXT. Um, curious to see how that okay. goes. But I also feel like after that performance he put on at Night of Champions, like Guy deserves something. Yes, I agree. And I just really had the feeling like it wasn't going to be this. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I was not that surprised either. And I mean, I love both these guys, so either option would have been good, but. Yes. Yeah. Same. We're rooting for you, Mustafa. We're here for you. After this, we transition back to, again, something that you and I are just not like super interested in. We see Jay backstage and, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, Sammy's there. <laughs> He's there. That's me doing my clappy hands. I was so excited. I was so excited. What Although I was cracking up because Jay could not keep a straight face. No, he was a disaster during this whole thing. <laughs> it was amazing. So there's a part where Sammy's like, I want to tell you something I never got to tell you in the bloodline. And I wrote down, it's I love you. <laughs> There was no time for romance in the trenches, but now we can speak from our hearts. And exactly. it was, 
it was pretty speak from the heart. I mean, Sammy says the bloodline was some of the best times of his life. Which I find odd, personally. Yeah, but it, it is a little weird, right? Because I feel like most of the time he was being abused. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, what he loved so much. Well, and I'm curious about your take on this. Because, you know, Sammy is out, right? Sammy is free. But he also then is like, he's trying to talk up that there's this difference between Roman Reigns and the tribal chief. And I'm like, that's generous, Sammy, because I think they are the same a-hole. I don't know. Yeah. See, so I think I didn't see like the genesis of the tribal chief storyline. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if when it started he was like a nicer different dude but from the last however many months we've been watching he's been a total asshole so i'm i'm more on on uh your side with this one yeah i think this is for me this is a clear-cut case of when someone tells you who they are believe them right away yeah so I don't know. I think it's nice that Sammy is still pulling for Jay. You know, he's still rooting for him to get out and be free. Do you think they're ever going to end this connection between the two of them? They better not. I need it. I, I also need it. I would like it to happen forever. I know. It's just wonderful. It's really a thing of beauty. So... Almost directly after, um, although in between we do learn that Braun Strowman gets to drive the pace car for NASCAR or something, which like good for him. That's really nice. We have a little backstage segment. Cautiously. (laughs) Cautiously. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. No idea. (laughs) Dear Dad, we have some questions. (laughs) Um after this we have a backstage segment with kayla she is introducing isla dawn and alba fire and all their spooky glory when lo and behold Rhonda and shayna appear and what follows i am so interested to hear your take on because the plan is apparently to combine the nxt women's tag titles with the existing tag titles. I wonder if they're going to do the thing since Alba Fire and Isla Dawn came up, if they're going to do the thing where like they just get absorbed and then NXT will get new titles so that it's not like they have to somehow lose to somebody on NXT. That's like the guess that I have because that's kind of how they solved the who has the belt on raw versus who has the belt on smackdown for the women yeah i guess it just it seems counterintuitive to me not to just like like we're gonna if they do that they're like okay we're gonna get rid of this title it's gonna become part of this other title and then we're gonna bring in this new title that's not the same as the title we just dissolved but serves the same function but then the -hmm. alternative to that is literally one tag team title available to every women's tag team in the company across three brands. It seems like really poor planning. I think the other thing is like, this feels really foregone conclusion-y to me 
like Alba Fire and Isla Dawn just came up. I don't really see them all of a sudden being the champions. Maybe they'll surprise us, but it's like so it feels so obvious to me that it's going to be Rhonda and Shayna. It feels that way to me too. Like I I really have appreciated that they have let these NXT tag teams have good showings with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it hasn't just been that they get destroyed by Rhonda and Shayna, but I don't feel I mean they also just put the titles on them and now they're going to take them off them. That seems unlikely to me. Mhm. Yeah. So, it feels like a disrespectful move for women's wrestling to strip away the title Ugh. opportunities that exist. I agree. Totally. And we were just talking about how um, it seems like, you know, the men have like 8,000 different titles they can wrestle for and the women have mm-hmm. exactly three. So yeah. it just seems like, can we have a little more dad? This week's letter is going to be long and grumpy, I think. I think I that sure um, this week's letter needs to include a request like, hey, dad, Father's Day is coming up. How about you give us a gift for once? <laughs> we do so much for you. We write you every single week and nothing. We have an award winning podcast for you, dad. What have you mm-hmm. done for us? Absolutely nothing. It's it's just time to think about giving back. I agree. Um, I have two notes about this little interaction yes <laughs> share them with um, me i don't know if you noticed did you notice that um wade called i think called Rhonda and shana a shamelessly seductive duo i didn't notice but apparently his tastes are diverse which i respect so gross the second uh note that i wanted to mention was did you happen to notice Rhonda's pants so I, I'm not sure if I noticed what you noticed because I thought her outfit was really cute here compared to what she normally wears. Okay, I can give you that, um, but it felt like her pants were on backwards because they were like weirdly bunchy in the front, <laughs> like weirdly, not bunchy, um, like pouchy in the front. They looked really strange. You know, this relates to something I saw on Twitter today where you know apparently people have been making fun of her for always like yanking on her shorts and she said it's because she's really really afraid of camel toe oh fair like she she doesn't want to see like zoomed in photos of her junk on twitter (laughs) basically which like i never thought i would be like yeah Rhonda, good for you fight the toe that's fair and I wonder if maybe she was like, mm, if I turn these around, a little extra coverage in the business. <laughs> Could have been. Uh, for the first time ever on this podcast, dear Rhonda, what's going on with your pants? Please respond at your earliest convenience. <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice, but I'm going to go back and look. I'm very curious. Okay. So after this, we have another Money in the Bank qualifying match. This time we have Bailey, who comes out with EO Sky, taking on Meechin, who brings her very good friend AJ to join the commentary team. Um, AJ is with Michael Cole. He doesn't like Bailey at all. Yeah, I don't 
he's really against her. I mean, he's a very good cheerleader for Michin. I'll give him that. Yeah, I think so. Although I like that he couldn't actually come up with anything that he thought she <laughs> added to the group no, or specific. Like, She's cool. I like her. She's my buddy. It's like, oh, AJ. She likes country music. It's all good. I like country music. She likes country music. I like PBR. She likes PBR. I I'm like so boot scooting boogies. She likes boot scooting boogies. I hope they go line dancing like as a group, all of them. That'd be amazing. That's my dream. Um, so I feel really bad about this, but for me, the most interesting part of this match came after the match when Scarlet appears as if out of nowhere to blow some weird red shit in AJ's face. AJ just got himself a nasty dose of Scarlet's fever. So terrible. So abs. That was, however, a really good Wade Barrett impression. <laughs> 10 of 10. <gasps> Thank you. Thank so you. Good. Um, do you think that they are tired of hearing us say that their terror predictions are whack and they're like, we're going to make this one stick? It could be, but maybe they're just tired of dad not taking our advice and creating the tarot deck that you can buy in the WWE shop. Mm -hmm. So they're trying something new. I mean, I would absolutely purchase a vial of Scarlet's blinding powder. 100%. <laughs> what will I do with it? I don't know. Watch out, world. You're about to find out. It's either ground up brick dust or like Kool-Aid powder in a vial. Cayenne pepper? Maybe? Ooh. Mmm. Mmm. Ooh. So, uh, Michin does try to avenge AJ, but ultimately, Carrion skitters off carrying Scarlet. Um, they're <laughs> so in love. I love it's that. It's so for them. cute. Yeah. <laughs> Like, at the end of the day, find you someone who loves you the way that Carrie and Cross and Scarlet love each other. Although I think it's kind of funny that he's, like, holding her like a toddler sometimes. <laughs> just, like, on his hip. I mean, I would love to meet someone who could carry me on their hip. They're going to have to be a powerful person because I'm a larger woman and also, like, I'm squirmy. So it's going to be very hard. It'll be a lot like holding a toddler, honestly. Well, and you're not short either. So like, it has to be no. someone pretty heightful. Yeah. Uh, Damien Priest, this is a job for you. Okay. <laughs> He's perfect. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> do you think we will ever go a week where I do not manage to slip in how much I love Damien Priest? Well, if it's not Damien Priest, it's somebody else. So there's always somebody That's you true. love. I have a big heart. A really big heart. Yeah, you've got a lot of love to give. I do. And you know who else has a lot of love to give? Hmm. Adam Pierce, because he's got a whole new damn championship belt for Asuka, and he is ready to share it with her. That was a hell so of a transition. It was a wonderful transition. I have some thoughts about this, um, and some of them are in relation to Rhea's title yeah. and Raw. Yes. So, like, I don't know. I can save them for then, but... um. Like, so Charlotte interrupts, right? And I've asked she this does. question before, but I'm going to raise the question again. Why is it that wrestlers 
always tell someone how much they respect them while they're interrupting them? That is such a good question because I literally wrote down, she says no one respects Asuka more, but like, I think probably a lot of people do. <laughs> You're full of shit, Charlotte. Also, no one thinks you I... respect her. You know who Charlotte looked like? Which I, I don't know if this is actually a real thing, but she looked like Ice Dancer Barbie. Oh my gosh, she did. What on earth? Mm-hmm. Where did she get that outfit mm-hmm. from? Was she like, I've been liking what Seth Rollins is doing and I'm going to try it myself because no, fail. Mm-mm. Charlotte is a brave soul. She is. She takes those chances and I, I do respect that for sure. Yeah. I actually have a question for you about this. Ooh. Why does Roman merit dad coming out with the title? But our lady champions get frickin' Adam Pierce. That's an excellent question. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. Although, as much as dad loves Rhea, I don't know why he wouldn't want to have been there to give her the new title. So that was part of what made me mad. I it's don't like know. I I know you would care about this IRL and yet all these new titles i just feel like what i want to know what's happening why they've decided to do it now like what like just out of nowhere it's like oprah you get a title you get a title everybody gets a new title um are you at all good at photoshop because if you could make me a video with dad's head on oprah's (laughs) body i I would really cherish that (laughs) i will look into it yes thank you So I also was kind of like, Charlotte, this is, and maybe this is a terrible opinion, but I was like, Charlotte, this is why people get tired of you. Like you had a championship match, you went away. Now you're jumping right to the front of the line again to have another championship match. You're not doing any narrative building around it. I, I don't love it. But she made the line. Okay, I did like when she went full Karen and said she doesn't wait in line, she made the line. That was pretty delightful. Yeah, I don't I don't understand. I don't know if she's just like transitioned into the I Brock Lesnar camp of I wrestle when I want to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I have been a longtime Charlotte advocate. I'm a big fan of Charlotte. I think she's great mm-hmm. at what she does, but I don't think it was necessary to have her punk Oscar out at this phase. I, I didn't love it. I think it's also kind of shit that like she got this new title and someone interrupted. Like, can she just, ha- yes. I mean, yeah, she's a heel. Okay. But like, also just like, let her have this moment. I feel like she's had the title for five minutes and they're already like, fuck you, Asuka. Yeah, I didn't. And that's something that is going to come up again when we talk about Raw. I didn't like the way these presentations were handled on so many levels. Tell me about it. The one on Raw is worse. I'm just going to come out and say it. The one on Raw is so much worse. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. (sighs) Anything else about this unfortunate championship presentation? No. Well, then let's skip to something I know we're both going to enjoy more. Um... 
we return to Jey Uso. He's taping up. He's getting ready. And uh, Paul Heyman has a couple requests. He wants to take Jay's passport, which right away, red flags. Don't give Paul Heyman your passport, Jay. Absolutely don't (laughs) do that. And he wants to get his suit measurements because uh, they're going to have a triple celebration for Roman, for Jay's title, and a public acknowledgement that Jay will be the next tribal chief. When do they ever wear suits? I know. It's like, what have you guys been suit guys? You're like tracksuit guys, if that. I know. Um, Would you give Paul Heyman your passport? I'm just curious. No, but I feel like I have a much lower stakes situation happening. Paul would just be like, strange lady, why are you giving me your passport? (laughs) Please don't, ma'am. Please don't. I didn't ask for this. So this is where we get a big statement from Jay. Jay says he doesn't know why Heyman is so happy because if he's going to be in the bloodline, then Paul Heyman is out. What do you think? I love that so much. Tell me more. Tell me about your feelings. Well, I, so like earlier, it seemed like Jay had really like, bought into the whole narrative right that he was going to be kind of like Roman's pet but I think that um I think that he's realizing that you know if he can actually pull off becoming the tribal chief he can like cleanse the bloodline as it were yeah I so this is where I ask myself is Jay ready to play four-dimensional chess with Paul Heyman? No. I mean, I don't, to be fair, I'm not criticizing Jay here because I'm certainly not ready for that. I don't think most people are. Paul's like seven steps ahead of everybody all the time. Yes. Yes. Like, he is such a mastermind that I just, I I think that the Jay feels he has a grasp on this situation and it's like buddy you don't you just don't (laughs) no bless him he doesn't bless your sweet beautiful heart i don't i don't know so you know paul Heyman is obviously a little put out by this he doesn't he doesn't love this plan jay feels really good about it though so we'll have to wait to see i like his attitude I do too. I like that he's feeling himself. I think it's good. He deserves it. You know, it's been a long, hard road for sure. (laughs) Yeah. A little while later, we have another Money in the Bank qualifying match. We are knocking them all out tonight. We're getting them out of the way. Um, Mm -hmm. We've got Butch accompanied by Seamus and Ridge Holland versus Baron Corbin. Um, I don't, I don't know. Baron like, Corbin I, this is, is such a weird match. <laughs> it was very weird. The whole thing was weird. Well, then they like dovetailed it with this whole random like feud that he's having with Carmelo Hayes. Yes. I don't... Baron appears to be feuding with all of NXT because he's also feuding with Cameron Grimes. There's just like, there's a lot happening. Yeah. And yet, so also, I... oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, again, like Butch wins this, right? And I feel like this is, again, the 
hey, we're going to your home country, so we're going to make sure yes. we have some people from England in the Money in the Bank match. And like Butch is going to be guy. like Mustafa, right? It's just like once we're back, nothing's going to happen with you, Butch. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, which is a shame because I think he's actually really great. And I mean, he was NXT UK <laughs> champion forever. Like, guys, you don't have to do him quite so dirty, but I guess they're devoted to doing him dirty. Yeah. So mm -hmm. um, there was a really special moment during this match where um, Michael Cole mentioned Chef Reacts. Are you familiar with Chef Reacts? No. So oh. chef TikTok guy. Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. So I love Chef Reacts. It is really hard to get me to do anything on TikTok, but I will scroll through his videos for freaking ever. Um, for anyone <laughs> who's not familiar with him, he basically he's a chef and he watches people's cooking videos. And if they do a good job, he praises them very generously. But more often, he is making fun of their technique, the crazy recipes and all of this stuff. So Baron Corbin found himself featured on Chef Reacts recently. Um, I thought Baron Corbin did fine with his meat. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I mean, he basically criticizes him for smacking his wife's ass, for cooking fillets. Um, I can't remember the other thing he criticizes him for, but it, it was flimsy at best criticism. Did he criticize him for smacking his wife's ass because he was cooking and you shouldn't like touch someone's butt while you're cooking? It was pre-glovies. Very sanitary well, stay ass in your, Stay in your lane, chef. <laughs> I know. I was like, you're my favorite, but I hate you now. And then I was like, did they pay this guy to feature Baron Corbin? Oh, no. Do you think so? I feel like this is influencer shit, right? Dear dad. Uh, I've seen him do Hyundai commercial. I have not seen him do Hyundai commercial. Yeah. I just I feel like it's just the fact that they mentioned it on SmackDown. I was like, oh, this is this is nonsense. Or maybe he's a wrestling fan. He did seem well informed. He seemed very familiar with Baron Corbin. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe he's like a, a gambler. <laughs> <laughs> he remembers him from his Vegas days. That's clearly, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and honestly being featured on chef reacts is probably the best thing Baron Corbin has going for him right now, even though he was relentlessly mocked. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so directly after this, we have another Money in the Bank qualifying match where Shotzi and her little tank take on Io Sky. <laughs> I love that Shotzi looked like Christmas at Hot Topic. She was so cute. She's very cute. Um, also, I thought that this might have been something Wade Barrett did that was close to your heart. He said, and I quote to Michael Cole, Bailey is a little ray of sunshine. And the fact that she doesn't like you speaks volumes to the kind of low life you are. What do you think? <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I love how everybody's like gang up on Cole. Mm -hmm. He had a hard time. Uh, what, what do you That's think so about 
our outcome here. We've got uh, both Bailey and EO going into the money in the bank. I think that we're slowly seeing finally we've been predicting <laughs> for like 10 months uh the dismantling of a couple of factions including um damage control i think mm. i i think that if they're putting both of them in the match that there's probably that one of them will win and you know further mm. cause the the crumbling I haven't made my predictions yet, but that's just off the top of my head. That's an interesting early prediction because I definitely think they're going to have a confrontation during that match. I mean, right? Somebody's going to cost somebody something. Yeah. It'll be interesting mm -hmm. to see how this plays out. Um, and, you know, whether at the end of the day we think Bailey's a little ray of sunshine or not. I love Bailey. I like Bailey a lot, too. Next, we go backstage with the tiniest backstage interviewer ever, Kayla, and she's talking to Austin Theory, or she's trying to, because he just rudely interrupts her. He's super mad. No one told him he would have to work tonight at work. How dare they? I hate him. <laughs> you weren't excited to see our guy? Our buddy? Austin Theory? No, never. <laughs> I got very angry with him. I was like, get Jay's name out of your mouth, Austin. How dare you? I'm I'm as excited to see Austin Theory as I am to see mold on bread that I'd like to eat. <laughs> That's cruel and yet very apt. He um he did say one thing that made a lot of sense to me, but I also was like, oh God, please no. Like he wants to be a Paul Heyman guy. <sighs> uh yeah i was like no please that's scary or someone's listening to our podcast yay both are true would you like austin theory more if you learned that he was a dedicated listener of our podcast uh it would help that's nicer than what i thought you were going to say very measured very mature um, it would absolutely help me too. I would try to give him another chance and invite him on the show so we could make fun of him to his face. I don't know that I would be nicer at all, but I mean, it would make <laughs> me like him a little bit better. I mean, technically dude is a heel, so he should be thrilled, right? If you're making people dislike you That's this true. much, you should feel good about it. Um, so yeah he's he's got some machinations i really hope they don't pan out i mean absolutely being a paul Heyman guy would be the best thing for him ever but it would be the worst mm -hmm. for us so uh-huh then we transition to something that is much 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 better we're still backstage but now we're gonna join uh kevin owens and sammy Zayn and uh KO is trying to be supportive of everything Sammy is going through and never stops going through with Jey Uso, but he just wants to focus on their match. You know, he just wants to move ahead. Yeah. And then everyone comes out to see him. Literally, literally everyone. Um, I felt him so much when he's like, everyone is standing too close to me. I was like, yeah, buddy, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so we've got uh pretty deadly appears they do some light critique of ko and sammy's appearance 
then Ridge and Sheamus, they want to fight pretty deadly. Then the OC, then LWO, the Street Profits. Like, literally, if you are a tag team, you are in this segment. All Which tag teams. Just goes hands. to show, so, just goes to show, like, how few tag teams there are in the women's division. There's, like, 70,000 in, in the men's on SmackDown alone. Yes, we could not make the segment work in the women's division. Nope. Um, it is, it's an embarrassment of riches over here. And then there's a tumbleweed on the lady side. Um, so KO has a meltdown. Sammy tries to translate. <laughs> and finally, we learn that next week, they're all going to be in a gauntlet match to take on KO and Sammy for the championships. I think that's going to be fun. What do you think? Are those the ones where like, two teams start and then like whoever pins stays in and then the next one comes out. I think those are awesome. Yes. Yes. I really like those. So I am, I am very excited. Um, Do we know who's starting in it? No, I don't believe we have that information yet. It's going to be a surprise. Okay. So this ends in the best way possible with KO screaming, leave us alone. And you know what? Good for you, buddy. <laughs> you, you deserve your time and your space. I love him. He is absolutely the best. They posted on uh, WWE's Instagram today just a compilation of him losing his crap. And I was like, I'm saving this forever so I can just watch <laughs> it again and again. He's a miracle. After this, um, we have our main event in which main event Jey Uso mm -hmm. takes on the one, the only A-Town Clown. But... The real star of this match for me was the sign that we spotted in the crowd that said Roman Reigns eats corn the wrong way. Upset. I thought he said the long way. Oh, I thought it said the wrong way. Maybe I wrote it down wrong. To be fair, oh, I think the I long way the long and the way like I think the long way and the Go wrong ahead. way are synonymous in this case. True. If you are sure. eating the corn the long way, you are determinedly eating it the wrong way. I thought it was some commentary on or thinly veiled something awful and homophobic. Oh, I thought it was a joke about corn. Clearly, <laughs> one of us puts a lot of thought into things and the other is me. <laughs> I never assume good intent. See, I guess I just went for absurdism, but now I'm questioning everything I thought. I don't want to praise this person for their sign anymore. Damn it. <laughs> At any rate, um, there, there are a lot of shenanigans in this match. Did you think it would mm -hmm. descend into shenanigans or did you expect a clean uh, professional competition? I don't think I had any expectations. I did have a question for you, though. Oh, my gosh. Ask me. I love it. Did you notice Wade just going hard on Prince Harry? I did. That was weird. Do you think he's a royalist? Well, we, we know he loves empire. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's true. He probably wept over Queen Elizabeth a whole bunch. I guess there's two possibilities. One, he's a hardcore royalist. 
too. He's like, the most heel thing I could do would be a hardcore royalist gimmick. <laughs> so it's like, it's one of those two things. Do we want right? to give him that much credit? <laughs> I mean, I do because love is on the line, but I, I mean, does he deserve it? No, probably not. I don't yeah. know. That's an interesting point though. I'm not, I'm not sure what I believe in this scenario. <laughs> It's not that relevant to wrestling, but it just, I thought of it. It's extremely relevant. <laughs> so this match is going on and lo and behold, pretty deadly gets in the way. They look like they are here from a Disney on ice production of frozen. Then Jimmy appears mm -hmm. to save the day with super kicks. Then we've got solo and he just thumbs the shit out of Jimmy, but he doesn't because Jay stops him. I know. Jay believes in Jimmy kind of nice. a little. Um, and you know, this like this goes, I think, exactly how you start to imagine it will. Uh Jimmy tries to kick solo, he accidentally kicks Jay. Austin Theory gets the win. Uh -huh. Where are uh -huh. Jimmy and Jay right now in your imagination? Not in the same room. <laughs> I mean, they're too old to live together. They have wives and everything, so it, it checks out. <laughs> they still have bunk beds. That'd be so cute. They're like the property brothers. <laughs> With less fraud. Yes, and less uncanny valley. But do you... So, you know, <laughs> Jay seems pretty mad at everyone which when he leaves, which is like super on brand for Jay. Um, mm hmm like, do you think he's on Jimmy's side right now? I think Jay's just too mad at the moment. So he just needed to leave to cool off. Like he had that mm -hmm. face like, man, you know, that face that he gets. So he's just like, I'm going to go grump over here. Yes. Like he knows that he needs a timeout when he feels that way. Yeah. Anger management has taught him that and yeah. very little else. <laughs> They'll work it out. I don't think there's going to be like a grudge here. So when we go into next Friday, you're anticipating the Jimmy and Jay come out united. Twin power. Yes. Okay, that's what I want. Yeah. I'm afraid. You don't think it'll happen? I don't, I don't know what to think anymore. I am so in the weeds <laughs> on the bloodline. <laughs> that's fair. I know what I want, but I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and we, we end the um, show with, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I would no, go ahead. You were going to probably say what I was going to say. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say we end the show as per usual. Paul Heyman is uh, using Siri to call Roman Reigns. Did you notice though, that he was like, call Roman Reigns and then immediately put his phone down. <laughs> he didn't want to talk to him. He just wanted Roman to know that he was thinking of him. <laughs> so weird i was like what are you doing paul it's very weird maybe roman sent him right to voicemail you think <laughs> about that it's a possibility Ooh, there's no way he could have heard what was happening though <laughs> i mean i think the one thing i've taken away from all of this is that whatever is going on between paul Heyman and his phone it is deeply weird and does not follow best practices for iphones <laughs> that's all i can take away so, uh, phone calls concluded. If you're ready, I'd like to propose that we get raw. I'm ready. 
so I'm just going to, I'm going to put this out here. I hated the opening of Raw this week. I absolutely hated it. What did you hate about it? Well, all right, let's talk about what happened first. Um, here's another new belt. Okay. No fanfare. Same things we complained about for Asuka. Dad's not here. It's just freaking Adam Pierce. And I did love that Dom Dom came out. It was very sweet, very happy for mommy. I think Corey's right. That is couple's goals for sure. I, okay. So two things. Mm -hmm. One, I love the title. I think Rhea's title is much prettier than Asuka's. It does look nicer. And two, I didn't, like, I was very conflicted about Dom. Um, I didn't love that he like ran out, like she had like two seconds in the ring yes. with the title and he like ran out, grabbed it from her and was like dancing around. And I was like, why are we can't like, why are we doing this? Like her moment was really stolen, I think. And like, I don't know. I just, it, it bothered me. Well, and that kind of plays into it. the thing that bothered me the most is like, then Cody comes out. And I'm like, you better be here to fight Rhea or else this is wildly disrespectful. Why do we have to do all yep. of this right now? And like, I think it bothered me a lot because in character for Cody is saying thank you to backstage announcers, giving kids his silly belts and like being the faciest face. Like he's Captain Planet. He's the Captain Planet of faces. <laughs> And now yeah. he's like rudely interrupting a woman's moment in the spotlight because he's mad at her boyfriend. I don't know. Yeah. The whole thing was weird. They should have, they should have not done that or at least given her some time for a minute. Like they did it to both. Were the men interrupted? I'm trying to remember. I mean, Roman's celebration was very Roman. We had like multiple video packages. We had dad come out and put the belt on him. I mean, things went wrong, but before they went wrong, there was a lot of focus on celebrating Roman. Now, I know he'd had his thousand days yeah. and everything, and these two haven't, but, like, we could do a little more. I agree. Yep. So, it also, it just felt like too much was happening because, like, there's Rhea, there's Dom, there's Cody and Dom. Then the Miz is here, and it's like, okay, Miz, you just, you have to wait your turn. I'm sorry, this could not be less about you yeah it was too much i don't i don't understand what they're trying to do with this i also don't understand so far the opponents the notable opponents for pay-per-views that cody rhodes has had are seth rollins roman reigns and brock lesnar and now we're continuing that train yeah. at money in the bank when he faces dominic mysterio it seems so goofy to me like yes. and not fun goofy no. like dumb goofy it feels pointless and it to be fair it feels pointless for dominic too like i don't know what anyone gets 100%. out of this i really don't so no. this was just it was a weird painful opening segment and for me it really set the tone for a raw that was not not my favorite no i don't mm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you know, I, I feel like that continues when we see the Miz versus Cody. I obviously like both of these guys quite a bit. Um, but this was boring yeah. to me. I didn't, I didn't care about this. 
I don't know how you felt. It was, it was boring and like weirdly bloody. Yeah. But I did have a question that came out of watching this. What is it? Who do you think is the better talent enhancer? Natalia, Dolph, Dom, Chad, or Miz? Oh my gosh, that's a tough one. Um, so I think from a wrestling standpoint, I'm going to say Dolph or Chad because they make everyone look great. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a really good match with them. I think from a making the face even facier standpoint, I've got to say Dom Dom. Everybody fucking hates Dom Dom. <laughs> yeah. But The Miz was Dom Dom. I mean, The Miz walked so Dom Dom could run, right? I mean, like, irritating heel stuff is a very yeah. Miz staple. Natalia just makes me sad. Yeah. Like, I, I hate where she is right now. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I mean, I think they're all doing their best okay, to I was enhance just curious. the talent. They're enhancing the hell out of the talent. But so a little bit later, we're going to skip a couple things. Um, we see the Judgment Day backstage, and everyone is having a good time except for Finn. What do you, what do you think about Finn being Pouty McPowderson? <laughs> He's being such a baby. I have to say first really quickly though, that Damien telling Rhea she should get a new belt every day was like the cutest thing I've ever seen. He's the best, best friend in the whole world. Unconditional support. He really is. Yeah. He's a catch as a friend and as my future husband, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Um, I, Finn is, I'm having a hard time um, with some of the motivation behind Finn's poutiness. I think, mm -hmm. I think it's later where he is talking to Seth. I feel like that kind of helped a little bit, but I don't know. I, I, we're definitely, I think we're definitely seeing the beginning of the end of the judgment day or at least Finn in the judgment day. It's interesting too, because when this started, you know, and Damien was like, I want to take on Seth one-on-one. -on -one. I was like, oh, he's going to do some kind of weird, unconvincing face turn. And it's probably going to be depressing and not that great. But it seems very clear that he's sticking it out with the Judgment Day. Whereas Finn is the one who's like, a pouty and I don't like things anymore. I guess, and you know, we're going to return to Finn a little bit later. And I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on how that goes for him but immediately after this we have yet another money in the bank qualifying match between damian priest and matt riddle um important question for you on this did you notice Ooh. how glossy matt's legs were <laughs> they were very um very hot dog on the on the little rollers at 7-eleven yeah i immediately when i saw them thought hot dog legs and i hated it but i thought you'd be happy hot dog legs terrible um <laughs> also i know that you love a good uh wrestling coat assembled out of trash found in an alley and i thought damien's coat really fit that criteria <laughs> i don't know about you every now and then he really pulls out just like the weirdest shit like yes what, what are you going for here buddy <laughs> it's like this is unfortunate this looks like it smells this looks like you made it with safety scissors while you were drinking <laughs> i i cannot do it so terrible dried sludge dried sludge there was 
one really upsetting spot in this match for me, which I think can best be described as Damian Priest learning the hard way that the announce desk is not a slip and slide. Ooh. He kind of goes like careening off the top of it. And I was like, I'm so glad I'm not a wrestler. I know. Yeah. So what did you expect the outcome of this match to be? What was your thought on that? I I really didn't know who was going to win. I didn't expect Gunther and Ludwig to just wander out. Um, but I'm really glad that Damien won. I, I like da- I, I like Matt Riddle just fine, but I'm really glad Damien won. I think it'll be really, really fun to see him in the Money in the Bank match. Yeah, I think we've talked a lot about how he's kind of the workhorse of the Judgment Day, and he's been putting on these great matches. For me, this was one of the highlights of the night on Monday. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm I'm happy for Matt that he's going to have his feud with Gunther. You know, I think they'll be great together. So, kind of excited about that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I also I expected Finn to get involved somehow, though. Yeah, I mean, he did stay out of the way, right? Yeah, he kept Damian his promise. told him to stay out of the way. He did. Yeah, amazingly enough. <laughs> See, he can be trusted. He can do the right thing. <laughs> Aw, Finny. This was also the point on Monday when I realized that Corey Graves was dressed like a Party City discount Jack Skellington. I really oh my gosh, it. I didn't notice. It was like a black suit with white stripes on it. He was the freaking pumpkin king. Oh, wow. It was, I totally missed it. It was bad. Uh, zero of ten, you will be awarded no points kind of stuff. <laughs> Not good. After this, uh, we go backstage with the prettiest backstage interviewer, Kathy Kelly, and uh, Cody Rhodes. And he's got one of his new shirts on. And I regretted a little not getting that shirt. Which one was it? It was the one with, like, the the Cody logo, but it's, like, en fuego. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, You could still get it. That's true. I could waste even more money on wrestling shirts this week because I I did get the other new (laughs) Cody Rhodes t-shirt. Um, I love it. Did you notice an important detail about Cody during this segment? Uh, no. He was not wearing his cast. No, seriously? I totally missed that. Seriously. I was like, this is the worst attention to detail I have ever seen. You guys are killing me. Was he, like, using his arm and stuff? His left arm? He held it up at one point. (laughs) I was like, guys, you had one job. Good job, Dad. And maybe it gets itchy. I don't know. But uh, he also says that he thinks the Judgment Day are setting Dom Dom up to fail. Do you agree? Do you think they're setting Dom Dom up to fail? No, I think they love Dom. I think they really believe in him. So I don't think he means in terms of like they're setting you up to embarrass you. I think he means like when you tell your kids they're the smartest and the handsomest and the most capable and then they go to college and realize that everyone is smart, handsome, and capable. Like that kind of setting them up to fail. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. It's all like, you know, I feel like there's a lot of that in wrestling in general. Like everybody just really believes in people until they don't. So, I mean, everybody's the best until someone comes along and can you know tells you you're not so i i'm i'm not sure i a hundred percent support the judgment day in their raising of dominic mysterio you know what they love him yeah. they support him we should all treat our friends this way hundred percent 
I mean, Dominic didn't have a dad to teach him all the good things. Exactly. He had a deadbeat dad. And until Finn and Damien and Rhea came along, you know, he was just adrift. So, yeah, it's really beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> a drifter. We continue with some more backstage stuff. Uh, we see Natalia, and this is why Natalia makes me so sad. She says that being herself has gotten her nowhere, and she doesn't know how to be herself anymore. Is this the beginning of a heel turn? I think this is the beginning of a heel turn that will be just as sad as her time as a face, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I, I'm i trying to remember. I don't know how often I've ever seen heel natty. I feel like I remember it her. happened a lot. I feel like she's always just like the face. I feel like they've done it a couple times and then she'll be kind of arrogant for a while. And then all of a sudden it'll be like, look, guys, she's nice again. You know, I wonder if she's just like a super nice person generally. So it's very hard for her to keep up the heel persona. Right. She's just like, I don't know. I just love my cats and I'm a really good human being. Yeah. We also uh, have KO and Sammy backstage and, uh, we learned that they are going to get some payback tonight <laughs> against Gunther and Ludwig. Did you enjoy this segment? Did this amuse you? I absolutely love it when KO gets all fired up. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's so great. This is where he starts freaking out and says that he doesn't have his ring gear on. He needs different shorts and a different t-shirt. Yeah. It's my favorite. <laughs> And like Gunther and Ludwig are kind of so, laughing. He's so good. Yes. Yes. It was just really delightful. Yeah, I feel like Gunther I feel like Gunther has kind of a hard time sometimes keeping a straight face around KO. What if Gunther is also just like the nicest guy ever and he's like, it's really hard to have a mean face all the time. I don't know. We saw that video of him like dancing at his wedding and it's like the cutest thing I've ever seen. So I have a feeling he's like a super sweetheart. It really exploded my heart. I was like, this is precious. So precious. It's so cute. I I guess I want to believe that like behind every scary heel is just like the nicest dude ever. They're all cinnamon rolls. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit later in the night, we see a very special pride video from Sonia Deville, who once again for 2023 is carrying all of pride <laughs> on her back for the entire organization. Thank you, Sonia, for all you have done. Thank you, Sonia. We love you. We, we stand a gay icon and we're sorry that you do not have more people to celebrate pride with at work. I'm just wondering, like I said before, like they had that big graphic and there's a bunch of wrestlers that are in the queer community. Apparently it's like, why didn't you have them come on or do like a fun video package with them as well? Like, why is it always just Sonia? And I wonder if Sonia is like that. She's like, so let me get this straight. It is once again, June. <laughs> and you are basically like that video of hi gay. We are sashaying away with deals, except it's like, we are sashaying away with corporate pride. Yep. There's always, it's always rainbow washing every time you can always trust a corporation to do the worst thing possible absolutely next we return to ko and sammy and they are having a really important discussion where uh sammy wants to know why ko is always so mad and <laughs> ko doesn't think he's that mad he doesn't think he's at a 10 he thinks he's at like a six do you think he was at a six 
I think the range from six to 10 happens very, very quickly. So yes. where KO might think he's at a six, he's slipped into 10 territory. And at some point, did he yell, they're all taller than me? Yes. He said that he's just really stressed out because he doesn't like how Imperium looks. He doesn't like that they speak European, even though he speaks French. And he doesn't like that they're taller than him. <laughs> Oh, God, he's such a gift. His meltdowns are just, they're always a treasure, and I am really grateful for that. Never stop. Never change. Never go below a 10. We need you at a 10 KO every day. Later, we have a segment that I have so many thoughts about and so many feelings about, and they're so conflicted, so I'm very eager to hear your take on this. Um Finn is in the ring and he makes a classic mistake. He says he wants to talk to Seth with no jokes and no sing-alongs. Um, the thing is, Finn, they're going to sing. The crowd is going to sing. Yep. So Seth comes out and there's a lot of unfortunate ex-boyfriend energy. Um, <laughs> this is a very strange moment for me because... It felt like Finn never got any momentum and the crowd is not listening. And I don't know, like, what did you think about this entire segment? I have a few thoughts, so bear with me. Um, it always seems weird to me when, like, Finn is not the greatest heel, but it always seems weird to me when people don't want to listen to him because in my mind, he's still like, the god Finn Balor that like everybody fucking worshipped for so long. Yeah. Um so it was like sad to me. <laughs> I felt really sad. Um I I don't know the exact timeline. I don't remember, but like this storyline I think it's interesting. I think it I think it can be a compelling storyline because you know Finn was really fucked up and but i also think like why now yeah like why are we have we waited this much time um and then like my final thought was i couldn't help but think that like think of the goonies when corey feldman <laughs> is down and the like they're down the well yes. the wishing well and he's like this wish was mine. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it all back. That's what it reminded me of. So I, your feelings are probably much more um, articulated than mine. No. I feel like a, a feud between them could be really, really spectacular, mm -hmm. but it just feels like it feels out of nowhere to me. So that's the thing. It feels like it's grounded in this deep history and it's also just happening right now for reasons that no one understands. Um, Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking like years ago at this point. Like you've heard of the seven year itch. Now get ready for the seven year bitch where Finn just gets yeah. really angry about the past. But it was a, it was very, very strange to me because I agree with you. Like I think Finn can be great on the mic. He could not get it out of neutral in this. I, it feels like we didn't give the audience enough reason to care, which is why they sang for like eight minutes straight. Yep. And I just, yeah, 
it feels like we're taking something that should be really, really good and making it disappointing. And I also, there's this thing that we do in WWE sometimes where you have two dudes facing each other. And one of them is the fan favorite acknowledged great wrestler who has never been given the flowers that he deserves, right? And we kind of make the other guy cut this promo that's like, do you know what the problem is? Do you know why you don't have the title reigns and you don't have this and you don't have that? It's you. It's because you're not motivated enough. It's because you don't want it enough. Like basically this weird bootstrap Mm. rhetoric. And it's like, why are we making Seth Rollins carry water for bad booking? I don't know. We've always done that. And I've never understood it. He's done that a lot. Like yeah. they've, they've had him do that a ton. Like yeah. he's always the one that's like, I'm going to be the person who's going to deliver the truth to you, dude. And it's so strange because I don't know, maybe dad should be doing it. <laughs> right. Like maybe dad needs to come out and like, I'm going to break this up right now. Seth, go to your corner. Audience, stop singing. Finn, you listen to me. Exactly. And then Let's it, have some order, Dad. Yes. Like it turns into this a Megan Trainer mother moment where he just lays down the law and lets everyone know what's happening. That'd be great. It would be pretty great. So I it's weird. Like you, I'm really excited to see them have this feud, but I don't know how much feud we're actually going to have. I and I don't know how good it's gonna be based on. I also want to be more invested. Yes. Like you said this last week, and I think it's really apt. Like, where is this bloodline energy for some of these other storylines? Yes. Like we really we could be doing a lot more if we put our minds to it. It can't it can't be that hard. I I mean, it can't be that hard to just be like, let's make up like a really passionate reason for these two to like be friends and then not be friends. I I don't know. I know I'm not saying like it's so easy to write. Like that's not what I mean. But it's just like you've crafted this like incredible storyline with the bloodline. Like, how are you then not able to do anything like even close to that with every other thing? Right. Like if you have turned in an A plus paper, I'm not going to expect all your work to be A plus, but I'm going to expect most of it to at least be in the B range. Yep. A lot of the stuff we're not in the B range. So I don't know. Otherwise, the A-plus stuff's going to look like plagiarism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's going through the plagiarism checker, and you're going to get a talking to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going on your permanent record. Oh, so many things do. So after this sort of weird and confusing moment with Seth and Finn, We have something that for me was more disappointing than weird and confusing. We have Raquel Rodriguez, who I'm always very excited to see, facing Shayna Baszler, who I'm also generally pretty excited to see. Was this match maybe two minutes long? Everything about this made me mad, and let me explain why. Please do. So it I've said this before, but it drives me fucking crazy that like it's Shayna's match. But they come out to Rhonda's music. That makes me really angry because Shayna has music. Like KO and Sammy, they play little bits of both of their music. Yes, they like, share. I don't know why. Yeah. So, okay. And then Shayna Baszler wins. Like, whatever. I kind of expected it. But I've decided that I'm I'm not a huge Shayna Baszler fan. I know you like her a lot. But I'm 
I'm absolutely tired of the narrative that Shayna needs help. Like, it's like she's like new or something. Yes. And it's like she's not, right? Why? I don't know why we keep doing this. It's it's always very hard for me to swallow that she and Rhonda are supposed to be the baddest, the toughest, the scariest in the women's division. But also, like, Shayna's mm -hmm. kind of not. It's really just Rhonda because Shayna always sort of needs this bailout. or It's weird. And it's... This should have been a good yeah. match. The two of them should have been able to put on a good match. But there's no investment in their characters or telling a story. So... You know, it's just this kind of like time filler. I will say I was really impressed with Raquel's two fall away slams of Shayna Baszler. Yeah. I am always really impressed with Raquel. I mean, she is just freaking great. <laughs> I know. She's so <laughs> strong. She is, in fact, peligrosa and poderosa. <laughs> and ponderosa. But she is not a piece of mojado. <laughs> I have learned a lot in the last couple weeks. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. Gracias. I'm working on it. Um, De nada. <laughs> it's like Duolingo on the show. Who should also sponsor us? Get it together, Green Owl. Seriously. A little later, we have some more backstage chatting. And this time, we see JD McDonough, or McGregor, as you dubbed him. You mentioned to me earlier. <laughs> chatting with finn what do, you, what do you think these two are up to what do you think they have to say to each other okay so they're like obviously up to no good right because as like damien's approaching they're like pss, 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 pss. <laughs> and then finn's like oh hey buddy how's it going i absolutely wasn't doing anything shady just then not at all bro you can trust me and you can trust my good friend jd who has proven himself to be an honorable and nice dude in his tenure with us here so weird do you think i've seen this suggested a couple places online do you think there could be a place for jd mcdonough in the bloodline not the bloodline i i have bloodline in the I brain i meant little. the judgment day the judgment day i absolutely I absolutely know what you meant, but like, I didn't hear bloodline any, like I was like, yeah, I know exactly. You're talking yeah, about judgment day. For sure. um, I know very little about McGregor, AKA JD McDonough, but, um, from what I have seen, he absolutely does not seem like a team player. He doesn't. And I, I think he has the vibe problem that Finn has always had for me in the judgment day. Like, do you really fit in here with these sort of, yeah, they're heels, but they're also like affable metal head jocks like i don't know if you are the right guy for this club one of these things is not like the other <laughs> one of these things is jd mcdonough yeah i i don't know I'm, I'm curious to see what he and finn might be up to i also liked uh damien does not at all get why finn is sad because damien is a meathead like dude why do you think he's sad what do you think he's upset about he obviously wasn't listening to the segment that happened <laughs> That happened earlier where he was talking to Seth. So, you know, come on, Damien, you need to be, let's up your emotional IQ a little bit. He was probably busy listening to the most award-winning wrestling podcast airing today. Wrestling <laughs> is for girls. Um, that's my guess anyway. Do you? So or he was like adding weird shit to his jacket. Or that. That's entirely possible. He's got those like 
You know the scissors <laughs> with the fancy blade that makes like a little like triangle edge? Crimping shears? Yes, he's adding some details. Very busy. <laughs> so during this conversation, Finn asks Damien if he would cash in the briefcase on him if he takes Seth's title. And Damien says no. Yeah. Do you believe him? I think Damien says no as long as Finn is like a good member of the Judgment Day. But I feel like as meatheady as Damien is, he knows something's up. Yeah, I I mean he's like the vibe is off, my dude. Something is going on here. I'm yeah. I feel like these two have to feud. Like they just have to as this falls apart. I would also enjoy that very much. So we're just we're gonna have to follow this developing situation as it unfolds. After this, we come to a real highlight of the night in which KO and Sammy Take on Gunther and Ludwig, and getting to this match was torture because, <laughs> like, they come out, they're in the ring, and now we're going to stop and talk to Seth Rollins backstage so he can tell us about his open challenge. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. Then we learn that Logan Paul mm -hmm. will be on Raw next week. The worst news. Are you excited or so excited i honestly think i would rather austin theory be the united states champion for 10 years than have to watch logan paul on a regular basis i i think i concur with that and then after all of this we don't get to see the coat transfer we only see the very very end and then mm -hmm. we're backstage looking at matt and Ludwig doing something back there. And I'm just like, there are people standing in the ring. This is a live broadcast. It must have been so boring for the people like at the show, just like ugh, feeling bad having to watch those dudes just standing around in the ring. Like, it's so weird. This is, um, <laughs> I always think about this. Like you've paid hundreds of dollars to be there because let's face it, you're not going to raw even with the shittiest seats without paying hundreds of dollars. And then mm -hmm. you're waiting for the main event and there's like seven minutes of nonsense before it even happens while dudes just stand in the ring. And then there's like 18 commercial breaks during it, which of course you don't really experience, I guess, but what the heck? It's awful. Aside from all of this really poor stagecraft, uh, you know, tell me your thoughts about this match. Well, I mean, I knew it was going to be a good time, right? Because these yes. guys are great. Uh, there was a moment um, when Ko and and Gunther were outside the ring, and Gunther goes to like deliver a chop to Ko, and he hits his hand against <gasps> the like yeah. pole thing. I, I, <laughs> I was like. I was watching it, I just went, ooh! <laughs> I think that must have... I thought he would have broken his hand, but he seemed fine. Gunther has powers we have not yet begun to understand, I think. Yeah, I feel like this was a pretty brutal match. I mean, every match with Gunther, like, I feel like he... I mean, maybe he pulls his punches right, but it certainly doesn't look like it. And there was a part where Ludwig went to, like, dive... I don't know if he went over the top rope or underneath. Anyway, I think his feet kind of caught and he landed hard. And I was like, someone's going to die in this match. And I am extremely concerned. 
I felt terrible because Ludwig absolutely pulled a top dollar, but <laughs> no, no one said anything. I think it's because like Ludwig is generally good at his job and top dollar <laughs> is Maybe. generally top dollar, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the hits keep yeah. coming with top dollar, no pun intended. So yeah, I was afraid for him when that happened. I was like, oh my God, Ludwig, please don't die. Who will catch mm -hmm. the coat? We need you to catch the coat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do think, like, it is, whenever they fight, it's exceptionally brutal. And I think especially K.O. and Gunther bring out the best in each other that way. Like, you are just going to get a knockdown yes. drag-out fight when they face off. Yeah, they don't fuck around. Mm-mm. Mm -mm. Like they're both at a 10 and they're going to stay at a 10 and Sammy can deal with it. He can just deal with it. <laughs> I worry so much. So all this stuff is going on. And then Matt Riddle comes out because he's still mad at Gunther. He not only got his face busted, he also lost his flippies. Like at one point they were just laying there on the ramp. But I felt so sad when I saw the flippies just hanging out. It was really awkward. Like his coming out, like he was like trying to like dodge around the guys and i was like this isn't choreographed very well my dudes <laughs> it was a little unfortunate um but not unfortunate our guys sammy and ko retain um i don't know about you i was not too worried Ooh. about their titles in this situation i was a little worried <laughs> <laughs> i was more worried as the night went on but you know how i mean you know how like I'm a mark. I just get like sucked into everything and I can never tell the truth or not. I can't tell the truth. Like I can't tell what's true. So, you know, I mean, I feel like this podcast could be called wrestling is for marks where each week two people who are completely <laughs> enmeshed in fantasy watch the show as if it were a documentary. Like that's, that's accurate for both of us. Or we have a podcast called Wrestling is for Marks, and it's all about the work of Karl Marx and how it <laughs> relates to professional wrestling. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about how K.O. and Sammy really seized the means of production. They had nothing but their chains to lose. <laughs> you know a lot more about Marx than I do, so you're really going to have to carry this one, I'm afraid. <laughs> I feel like we'd have even fewer listeners for that podcast. I'm not sure that's entirely possible, but you know what? Dreams can come true and we can make it happen. <laughs> I have a question for you. Ask me. I can't wait. So I had this fear happening. I don't remember exactly why it, it popped in my head, but like they're making kind of this big deal out of KO always being at a 10, like Sammy keeps noticing yes. it. Do you feel like they're laying the groundwork for a rift? I mean, there was a moment where Sammy looked a little like he was feeling a lot of dealing with KO. Um, look, we know that this story between them only ends one way, right? We know that. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean it has to end now. No. <laughs> I mean... I honestly thought I that they might pull the titles off them really quickly and they haven't knock on wood. Yeah. So I think we've got some time to enjoy this. And the, the silver lining for me is that when they do break up, they'll probably feud with each other for a while. What am I supposed to do when there's no more Sammy and Jay or Sammy and KO? How am I supposed to go on? <sighs> I mean, answer me that. <laughs> 
you're gonna have to find new loves and i know that's really hard i know it's really challenging but as someone who has been finding new love in wrestling since the early aughts you can do it and eventually it will be second nature to you you know how i hang on i'm still not over jeff hardy (laughs) no i know i I get it i 100 percent get it but I just, I think you've got to open your heart to the glorious world of possibilities that is the soap opera we call professional wrestling. I'm going to try harder. I know, I know you will. I believe in you. Anything else about Raw before we put this one to bed? No, I'm just sort of hoping it picks up some more. Maybe going into SummerSlam, it'll be really exciting. I'm hoping. I mean, it's felt uneven, right? Because last week I was like, I really enjoyed the hell out of Raw. Raw was really good. And this week I'm kind of like, um, mm-hmm. Raw happened. It was a thing. Yep. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think we are, we're on the same page, just hoping that brighter days lay ahead for our favorite soap opera. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, please. Thank you for listening to Wrestling is for Girls. If you can't wait for this week's episode, follow us on Twitter at WIFGirlsPod. We'll post a link as soon as the editorial elves have worked their magic. Uh, Jillian is the editorial elf. In the meantime, you can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on our website, WrestlingIsForGirls.com. Until next week, remember that it's not his wise man and it's not the pressures of being the tribal chief. If he wanted to treat you right, he would.